Grace and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging, particularly the traditional owners of this land we now call Sydney, where we are recording today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Thank you, Lily. Please have got the part for you that'll show you all that I need to got love and luck and lust and lovers. Sit back, relax as we pull back the covers. Hello, beautiful people. This is actually the last episode of Love Clues that we're going to be releasing for this year. We're about to go and record some new music, so follow us on socials at Clues Music to keep tabs on when those songs will be coming out and also when we'll be back with more episodes of Love Clues. In case you forgot, I am Grace, my sister Lily is here too, of course, and this week we're joined by Grace. No, not my double. It's G-R-A-A-C-E. You may know her from her pop bangers that dominate the radio. But as you're about to find out, she's gone through a huge stage of self-development recently. So she started to let some newfound vulnerability, honesty and reflection into her music. Grace is releasing her EP Self-Preservation next year, so we have a big talk about all the themes that it carries. This episode did actually feel like a beautifully cathartic therapy session, so get ready to feel a little bit lighter. Grace, welcome to Love Clues. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm really genuinely stoked that you want to do it. I'm so stoked. Grace fully prepared this whole conversation and has like actual notes in her phone. I do. No, no, the other, no, Grace. Oh, yeah, different Grace. Well, I do as well. Yeah, same. How are we going to do this? Guys, we are so prepped. I'll have to be Gracie right now. Yeah. You'll have to be Gracie. No, you're Gra. Yeah, I'm Gracie. You could be Gra with Gracie. Have you ever gotten Gra before? No, I just said it before. I was like, I've never heard, never had someone called me Gra. What about Graham? People call Grace Graham. No, actually, there was only one person in my very early childhood who called me that. But Graham. Okay, wait. When you wait really quickly, when you order on the phone, yeah. Or like sometimes if you say your name quickly, does anyone ever get think you say Chris? Chris. Yes. What? Yes. Chris. Every single coffee like, for coffee, Chris. Coffee for Chris. Really? Do I look Pizza like a Chris? Chris? Really? And I'm like, I mean, it, it could works. be, it could it could be, be like Christina. Christina. Yeah, Christina yeah. vibes. Christina. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go with Christina. Okay. Speaking of so Christina, okay, moving yeah. on to other queens. Oh my gosh. I want to start talking about you. I feel like we've already been having great chats, so it's exciting. Yeah, already. Me too. Yeah. I feel great, well warmed up. Yeah, I feel I'm okay. actually quite hot in this jumper, but oh yeah, you might need to take it off. And the boots as well. You've got a whole amazing look happening today. Yeah, I also have slippered like socks under this so I'll probably take my boots off halfway through you can yeah, yeah do it fine. Cool. just get comfy bra yeah, and undies like by the end of this I was, gonna say, yeah, I was like I would take this jumper off but I'm also not wearing a bra so. yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. the downfall pensy. of the jumper hey that's dress. why it wasn't filmed yeah <laughs> just be yourself you know what I mean it's yeah. just cone of silence territory it. absolutely yeah all right all right we're Grace. gonna get cracking cool. and I think a beautiful bra, place to start seeing as you are the pop princess of all of our dreams is with your music. So something we wanted to ask you about is how your experiences with relationships, breakups, dating, or any kind of relationships you have in your life have influenced your songwriting. Yeah, I mean, I grew up listening to like Taylor Swift and mm-hmm. Daughter and Bonavere. So I feel like my whole existence of songwriting is very emotional and relationship driven, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah partners or relationships with your parents or friends. But I think my first EP, Self-Sabotage, is drastically different to my new EP. And I was definitely in a rabbit hole of emotions back then and I was slightly dying inside. But it's funny, that was like the peak of my career 
Um, Mm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I was kind of crying out for help in all of my lyrics and they were very, very vulnerable. But I think it's really cool that that's kind of how people started to listen to me. And it's funny when you kind of read the lyrics of um, the song that I wrote with Hayden James called Numb, the lyrics are so vulnerable. And when you strip it back, like in the live shows that I'm doing um, soon next month, we're playing it with a cello and we're playing it very, very stripped back. And you can kind of feel how intense the lyrics are. Mm. Right. But then yeah. it's funny and then you look at a festival and everyone's fist pumping to it while they're when it's, disguised, when it's like, disguised by like a pop banger. Yeah. yeah. You can say anything, but if you read it as like a poem or sing it with an acoustic guitar. Everyone's like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you and you're like, no. I'm like, no, I, I really wasn't. I, was not, I wasn't okay. That's the whole point I was not here. okay at all. Yeah. It's yeah. funny that you mentioned like Taylor and Bon Iver and everything because in the car ride over when we were listening to the EP. Which is amazing. Wow. Right? Oh, you guys got to listen. Yeah, we got yes. sent the link. I hope you don't mind. But Grace was like, wow, my Grace. Gra, Which is gra. me. So we, we, yeah, we decided Gra. Okay. We're calling me Gra Little today. Gracie Gra. Little Guru Guru. Yeah. Um, was like, oh, it feels like Grace is having her like folklore moment as opposed to all the yeah. pop stuff that you've I'm so glad. been doing. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, for a couple years there, I felt like I kind of just lost track of who I was. And I just definite derealization there for a couple of years when I look back and I was kind of in autopilot thinking, you know, I'm just going to release this pop song. It'll stream well. You know, they always stream okay, I guess, for a small artist. And I thought that was kind of the way that I was supposed to do it. But there's no guideline of starting out. I think it was wild starting with Numb and that going a lot better than I thought that it would. And I started from zero to kind of going to 50% with that and then kind of touring with Fight Facilities as their vocalist. And it was a lot at once. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to process it. So it was kind of weird mm. to just lose myself for a little bit there. And it wasn't fun. Like I was manically depressed. Mm. Or, yeah, just on autopilot being told where to go, what to do, what shows to play. It was a great distraction. It totally reminds me of something that we talk about a lot just between us about even doing the podcast. You know when you sort of chameleon to like the tone of the situation or the context? So like on the podcast, that's why we like to say like, what are you comfortable talking about or whatever? Because if we start going on about like our sex lives and our dating history and then you're sitting there being like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it too. And then you leave and you're like, what the hell? Why the hell did I just tell these strangers all this Because I already feel comfortable with you guys. I'm sure, yeah, we already joked about taking my top off. Exactly. And then you sort of like go down that path and you just let yourself go with it and yeah. but you, you don't stop and be like hang on a second is this like how I want to present myself you get, to the world yeah. yeah it sounds like that's what you did in music you were sort of on this trajectory and like following like, this cool, energy I'm a glossy pop chick yeah, yeah. but time I time to write another banger yeah, yeah I think I lost I lost my love for music a lot really? I think I more saw it as a business and I was like a pretty little blonde girl and I think mm. Maybe that's how I, my old management kind of wanted to push me in a way. But I also was just doing it because I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. Like that's the blueprint that you've been That's what I thought. With, yeah, so but it like, wasn't well. even – no one even told me to do that. I just had this blueprint of when I was young and I was like, that's what people do. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. And then mm-hmm. I stopped writing music or stopped showing people music that I was actually really proud of. That was super intense and vulnerable and not just about like dating and stuff because that's totally what I was going to ask as well like pop music is so like all the lyricism classically throughout time is about love it's about dating it's about mm-hmm. breakups it's about relationships when you're writing these songs pop bangers are you pulling from your own experiences or are you using other people's anecdotes I think a bit of both growing in songwriting is realizing that you can also pull from outside and not just from your own experiences which I think is also therapeutic not to constantly be 
carving a new knife inside your heart being like I'm so sad yeah um but yeah I definitely write from personal experience I think that's just always how I've written because I've I avoided therapy for a long time growing up Mm. because of that my only form of therapy I think self-medication was writing music Mm. actually I feel like that's a good segue into Half Awake the single we know what it's about because we've, you know, read your little inside scoop and everything. But do you yeah. want to tell the story in your own words about the song? Yeah, for sure. I think this is one of the most exciting songs that I've written as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny when you first listen to the song. It is about sleep paralysis, which is obviously half awake. Um, but it's more about lucid dreaming and losing someone. And it's hard to comprehend death. It will always be hard to comprehend death. But you go into this kind of weird derealization where you can't imagine a world without them. And so your brain kind of is able to remember them in a way sometimes if you have a vivid memory where you start like lucid dreaming. And I got really, really into lucid dreaming when I was younger. I mean, read up on it and do like dream journals. And the more you do dream journals, the more vivid your dreams can become because you kind of can make these triggers in your dreams. Sometimes I'm not like very, I've kind of, I'm not that good at it now, but if you think of triggers and everything in your dream, you have a moment where I don't have. Have you guys lucid dreamt before? Yes, it's so funny. When we were reading your your information yeah. today, <laughs> the fact that that was a note really shocked me because I used to lucid dream heaps when I was a kid. Yeah, but it would always be like nightmares. It was oh, very rarely an enjoyable experience. Is that like sleep paralysis nightmares? It or? kind of was because I'd be trying to wake myself up and yeah. I'd be panicking because I was in this horrible dream that I couldn't escape from. Oh. So it's not like it's not like where you like wake up in your bed and you can't move. You yeah, know? and see demons and see and demons and stuff. Yeah. It's like genuinely just awake in a nightmare. If that makes sense. Yeah, I've had that as well. Yeah, I've right. I've had that as well. Yeah, I don't always have sleep paralysis when I'm having something like that, but you feel like you're stuck in your body and you're stuck in this dream and you can't get out. It's horrible. How bizarre. Isn't our brain weird? It's like Play-Doh. Oh, like the insane. fact that you can't control your brain in yeah. that moment is terrifying. Is but what you were just saying about tapping into a vivid memory, did you start lucid dreaming when your dad passed away? Uh, I want to say yes. I want to say maybe I had done it a couple of times in primary school when I like liked a boy and really wanted to date him and he wasn't interested in me because I looked yeah. like a rat. <laughs> I look back oh. and why, he, why didn't he like me? I look back, I'm like, babe, that's why. <laughs> that is but why. I used to, yeah, just do kind of like small things like that. But I mean, it, it is a blur when someone passes away. And my grandma died like two weeks. His mom died like two weeks after that from like a broken heart, oh, which was really? wild. Mm. I didn't really grieve that because I was more thinking about my dad. But yeah. in that time within those two weeks, it might have been the night that he passed away, but I'm not sure. I remember building, like I have this freaking town in my head that I actually like can see when I close my eyes. It was a big white elevator. And... I remember I entered this realm that felt so surreal and maybe it was that was my way of coping. My brain, my little brain just being like, everything's going to be okay. But Mm. I got into this elevator and then by the time I got to the top, my dad was waiting at the top and he was like, I'm so sorry, it's too late and the doors would shut. And then I'd go back down in the elevator and I'm like, fuck, like I never get to say goodbye because he passed away from a sudden death. And it was constantly like that but then – over time, I was able to kind of build a town around this elevator, which was so cool. And annoyingly, I made a bloody lake because he passed away in a pool. But mm. I was able to just make all these little places and make like music theaters and all these things and soccer fields because I used to play soccer. And he would slowly sometimes appear in the dreams, which was so cool. But he would always just be like in the back, like putting his finger over his mouth being like, Shh, like I'm not supposed to be here. Oh, really? So it feels like a weird town where like 
I'm not supposed to be there and it feels real, which I'm quite certain it's not, but I also don't know anything about oh my, my brain that way. Oh, that yeah. is incredible. Yeah. That is totally the power of your mind, of your subconscious brain. That is like an it's insane. insane reaction to grief. I think that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like you said, especially when you were so young and your brain I was so, is not supposed to go through that. How old were you? 14. I was 14, to, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. at that point as well, I'm grateful because I was doing music before he passed away. He got me into music. Mm-hmm. He only got, ever got to see me do one rehearsal. I did singing lessons for a tiny bit there and I sang Apologize on stage. But that was the only <laughs> one he got to see. I'm like, oh, dad. That was bad. <laughs> Thanks for clapping. That, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clapping when I was 12. Oh, you know dads. He would have been stoked. He would have yeah. been laughing it up. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird to wrap my brain around the fact that it was so creative. I feel like it was able to give me this coping mechanism from a young age. And that all comes through in the new song, that like avenue of healing and catharsis. And like you said, maybe you're not going to therapy, but maybe you're using that as your, mm-hmm. your avenue and pathway through grief. I'm like, <laughs> go to therapy, everyone. Go to therapy. I started therapy. And me then too. Immediately was like after my first call, put the phone down because it was telehealth through COVID. Picked up the phone to Lily, boop, 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 boop. Lily, get yourself a therapist right now. Mm. So you've had, has it been about three years since self-sabotage? I think it's actually, I think it's been just over three years now. So that was your first EP. Your Mm. next EP, Self-Preservation, coming out in, well, next Next year. year, year, Early next year, which is so soon. I'm so excited. I'm so ready for that chapter. I feel like it's my own little book. And I wrote Self-Sabotage. I remember naming it about two weeks before I even put it out Mm because I was going through a very turbulent time in my life at that point. I did not know who I was and I was just everything was crazy. What what was it about that time that was so turbulent? I think I was on the road a lot and I was around a lot. I want to say like I was the only chick on a lot of the tours that I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was surrounded by... Again, and this is men. like the pre-Me Too era. No thoughts of representation. No, no I, mean, so I was just chilling. I yeah. like didn't know who the fuck I was. And like yeah. we were saying with the whole chameleon thing, going back to that, I kind of was in this space of electronic music. And I've met such incredible people. I've actually worked with really incredible people, like Five Slows over there. So nice. Mm, totally. But then you come across people that I'm obviously not close with, but people in scenes like that that are really like, yeah, very different from who I am now. Mm. And I feel like you become a product of your environment. And I was yeah. chucked into that and kind of just thought that that's who I was supposed to be as an artist. And I wasn't writing poetry anymore. I wasn't doing that. I was just like drinking, partying, going to fucking Vegas, going yeah. to LA cool. all the time. Oh, it's like, this God. is sick private yeah. jets. I'm like, that's yeah. so lame to me now. I'm like, that's so lame. And if yeah. that's your context, like, of course you want to fit in. Of course you're going to go to Vegas. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? Say no. And just... I have nothing against people that are like that. I think they're lovely people, but I think that it just wasn't me. Yeah. If that's your yeah, thing. Time and oh, a place. All power to you. 100%. Absolutely. Vegas is fun but it's fun with the right people <laughs> yeah, yeah that yeah. make you feel like comfortable yeah know? so yeah so it's been a three-year gap and you've gone on a big journey of self-development so therapy would have been a big part of that is there anything else that's helped you on that journey moments yeah I've been through a lot of friends I think I never grew up with a big group of friends in high school mm. I isolated myself a lot and I still do that which I think is kind of nice though because the friends that I do have I'm really really close mm, with yeah and we can go like a month without speaking but we're, they're still my best friend mm-hmm. and that's yeah, also that's like nice. on adulting which is lovely but yeah I kind of lost friends lost relationships lost touch with myself in all of that as well and COVID really I mean, I really don't want to talk about COVID, but that made it stop. That made like every, you had to stop. I, I didn't have these distractions anymore. I wasn't able to not know who I was anymore because I was stuck in a room just like crying every night being like, dude, mm. why did I do that? Why did I do that? It's also part of being in my young twenties, making mistakes and mm. growing up and 
learning totally. what Absolutely. makes me happy, how to treat people with kindness, how to respect, just be a respectful, nice human. It's yeah, it just took me a while to learn that toxic wasn't the only, it was a pattern that I am still learning to unlearn because totally. my brain was wired from a very, very young age. And my therapist drew like a, a piece of paper and she kind of put my brain there and then put a, like was just drawing this big circle, this big hole. And she's like, so you go to this, you go to overthinking, you go to this toxic place and that's comfortable for you because you felt like that. The majority of my life, I felt depression. I felt anxiety. I felt like shit. So that's actually a comfortable state for me to be in, which sounds so weird to say. Wow. So I need to I unlearn mean, that. <laughs> it kind of makes sense because, so yeah, if that's your brain's modus operandi, especially through, like, your formative years mm-hmm. yeah. when you're going through teenagehood into, like you said, young adulthood and your brain is being like, I'm not a kid anymore. Who am I? Oh, okay, this is who I am. Like, okay, I'm sad. Yeah. yeah I'm like just that's really just, sad. But yeah. I think making a gap between being able to learn how to make a gap or learn different coping mechanisms when I'm going into like a thought pattern where it's starting to go into a panic attack or something like that, anxiety. Being able to kind of look at anxiety as a friend that's kind of cluing my body that it's in an uncomfortable state that isn't my natural state of being. Like it isn't my natural state of the person that I truly am, but it's triggering me into being like, hey, you should be careful about your surroundings and be careful about what's happening and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's trying to help you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, Oh, totally. like it's got your back kind of and it's being it's like... It's got yeah. your back. It's like, okay, like, so okay. just acknowledge that it's there. Yeah. And then just don't let it... Yeah, don't like right. beat myself down it's for having anxiety because unfortunately I'm just going to have that my whole life. Mm. But I don't know, I guess growing up, I've, I've kind of thought that people should care about other people's feelings a lot. But unfortunately, that's just not the case. You it can't expect, you just can't expect people to put your emotions first in situations. Mm. And that's just realistic. You can't control what anybody oh else God. does. You can't control your surroundings. And I'm still working on that. I have a very problem with like controlling my environments and making sure that everyone around me, I, I really, really like. I've just got to understand really that everyone's different. I'm because you're literally saying the exact words that my therapist said to me today. My therapist know? told me last <laughs> week, so it's fresh. I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm like, this is fresh information. Yeah, wow. Obviously, we don't know you that well, but I can already tell. I'm like, yes, guys, I love you. Like, yeah. you have a warm energy and you have a beautiful, loving kindness. And it's like, yeah, you go through life expecting that from other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I expect to be treated like that. And then when you're not, you're like, what the fuck? You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. I can't control your brain, like the other person's brain. Like I yeah. can't, like I can't change my behavior yes. to make you interact with me in a different way. That's 100%. why there's no point being a chameleon. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. at, at the end of the day, it just puts you in a shit headspace. Yeah, yeah. So you can't control what's going on around you. Trying to like morph into that context isn't going to change anything. Oh, why is it so hard? I know it's, it's really, really hard. hard. I'm still, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, she taught me this little trick whether when I'm going into a rabbit hole of like dark thoughts Mm -hmm. to imagine it sounds so stupid to imagine a balloon instead and put that little thought in a balloon and then I mean I've only just started doing it but Mm. it's cute feels Mm -hmm. nice um putting that little thought in a balloon and then imagine it just floating up imagine it through your head just imagine it going away imagine like going through the roof imagine that little emotion going away and just think okay you're gone for now Lily used to tell me to do that when I was a kid do you remember Lily used to tell me to breathe in and imagine as I'm breathing in that I'm filling this balloon up with this negative energy and then when you read that, you just yeah. let it go and you imagine it floating into yes. the sky. Yes. What the hell? Lily, you should be a therapist. What are you doing wasting time You're to like, make this beautiful podcast? Like, I'm a genius. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know where it. I got that from. Oh, my God. I like that, the balloon Yeah, that thing. is it's so cute. nice. I think it's mm-hmm. just a small little step for me to try to unwire that mm-hmm. piece 
of my brain and try to she's she's pretty much saying it's like a puzzle and you it's, it's like science you have Just to unlearn things that you have to it takes totally. a long time but forming mechanisms in your brain to help because she said something about i think it's almost every human automatically goes to the negatives first really in situations well, it's like a survival biological yeah. brain right, thing right, right? right, right, mm. right. like mm. i don't know the full details of all that yeah, but I don't know. yeah just being able to look at the positives first is and been just good. train like train your brain to go down that neural pathway yeah instead of immediately going to the worst mm. case scenario yeah yeah i was just also thinking about the chameleon stuff mm-hmm. i think a big part of that for me anyway i don't i don't know if you relate to this is that the reason why being a chameleon is so painful a lot of the time is because you're trying, like you just wish that someone would read your mind. Yes. Yes. And you wish that they would know, like, okay, if they are treating you badly, you're going to act grumpy so that they realise they're doing something wrong. A lot of the time people don't realise that you're doing something wrong. And so all you've done is just be a worse version of yourself because you're trying to please someone else. People please. Yeah. And it just doesn't work at all. But I feel like if you're able to just be open and communicate clearly, then maybe that whole situation is just short circuits because if Mm. you just tell somebody how you feel, they don't need to read your mind and you can just be yourself yeah do you find it difficult to communicate to people who are close to you i'm songwriting a is closed in- bottle i'm a closed mm. vault mm. i yeah i really really struggle with communication that's something that i'm like trying to work on yeah, actively yeah. which i think is so strange being like an artist or a songwriter or a singer because it's like, i've spilt yeah so much exactly. of my life in my first ep yeah that so many people have you just sung it to thousands i've like yes. cried on my first ep all this stuff and then suddenly mm-hmm. i went to this hole where i was like oh, i can't no no, no I've, i shared too much yeah. I, I feel like almost mysterious nowadays because I barely post and I just yeah. kind of went, yeah, we I just went into a bit next. of a vault there. But yeah. I just want to get this EP out so mm. I can just kind of close that little chapter yeah, and definitely. those little sequels of books and just be like, okay, that's done. Yeah, like totally. growing, growing is normal for a human. Changing for a human is so normal. Mm. That's what I get kind of weird about nowadays with the whole kind of cancellation thing because people can change people can learn from Mm. their mistakes and people can absolutely 100 grow which is really cool yeah and even even if it's not as dramatic as being cancelled it's like you can do like you could release cringe music when you're 15. Uh, I release so much cringe yeah. pop music that I have. <laughs> that I do not. Yeah. yeah. You know, but and that's it's okay. like for, for us now, it's that new era of like, okay, that's preserved on the internet forever, forever. and you just have to be okay with it. You're like, okay, it's all right. Like, I've grown. I, because I have different. I've I haven't changed released music in a, like before I released Sentimental like a month ago. I didn't release music in probably a year and a half or something. And so for so long, I was like, oh, that's all they, they have on the internet. It was just crap music that I put yeah. out that and I I've don't like so much and I've changed then. so much but nobody knows nobody knows because I haven't put it yeah. out yet it's yeah. it was a, it's weird I'm just excited to get it out so that's not the first thing that comes up when they're like <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. Like, oh. yeah refresh yeah. that algorithm yeah. yeah and then I guess as we think about growing and changing do you think your perspective on relationships romance love has mm-hmm. changed as you've gotten older oh yeah I don't yeah. want a toxic relationship anymore I don't mm. want to be toxic. I don't want to. I don't want to cause fights. To, yeah, yeah, right. Really, yeah, yeah. I would just. Mm. I was not someone fun to be in a relationship. Mm. I was kind of the epitome of if you don't love yourself, you're not going to love someone else. You know, which makes me feel like crap that I, you know, wasn't the best person in a relationship. But I'm glad that I learned now rather than when I'm 40. You know, I feel like you know I'm only 24. A million percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing when you have a sudden death, I'm not sure if you guys have dealt with a sudden death. We haven't actually. Have you? Oh. Yeah, of not, like friends, but not of not like, of yeah. not of someone I mean, like no. my That's dad still, or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it still applies. I think 
from a young age, I got into a mindset that things were temporary mm. and that nothing was sustainable. Wow. Yeah. And I've never seen myself grow old. Like I've just seen, I've always in my head been like, I'm going to die young. Like mm. I don't see a long life for myself. That's something that I'm also trying to get out of. But I was applying that to my relationships being like, oh, I'm going to be in this relationship for now. It's a little high. I'm looking for these little highs where I can, these little moments of like these little heroines that make me feel yeah. good for a moment, but they don't make me feel good for long. I'm going to have another little high. And mm. I was just looking for these little bits of serotonin because I just didn't have any inside mm. me. Um, and looking externally as well mm-hmm. instead of being like, Let's yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, maybe I should take all of this love that I have to give for someone else and put it in myself. Yes. I was just thinking, you know, I don't deserve it, whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah. Oh, Grace, that's that so... That breaks my heart. That's like so even... That's so hard even for just like being just a young woman in the world and to have yeah. like gone through something traumatic like that and then... Just being a young woman in general is like that. It's so hard growing up. I think up. so, yeah. Like love is hard. Yeah, love is love hard. Love is really hard. <laughs> it is so hard. <laughs> Apparently. I've never been in love, so I'm like, I don't know, guys. You've never been in love? Okay, that's actually that's why the, we started this podcast because the whole like bit is that I've I'm 26. It's not yeah. a bit, Lily. It's just a plan. My therapist, <laughs> you're like it's not we a bit. Are not it's doing a self fulfilling prophecy. It's okay. not a funny little joke. It's not a joke. But I've never had a boyfriend, never had a girlfriend, never been in love. Like I've never dated anyone okay. and been like seriously been like this is my like partner, you yeah. know. And then Grace has just started dating her like first serious boyfriend, and it's that sister older sister thing where I'm like oh, my gosh, you're going through something that I haven't gone through, whereas mm-hmm. usually I'm the one who, like, paves the paves way and the gives way. you yeah. advice. Is this your first boyfriend? I had a boyfriend before this, but this is the first time I've been in love. Okay. You had a couple That's of high school flings as well, didn't you? We, no, we oh, yeah, yeah. Then. First time you've been in love. First Sorry. time I've been in love. Yeah. I love that for yeah. you. Mm, I know. It's How sweet, long have you guys been together? For about a year and a half. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Fresh. So still fresh. Yeah. Fresh but strong. I feel like a year yeah. and a half is – It's solid. You're getting up to that, that two years is where you really kind of are like mm, – yeah, what was yes it? Yes or no? Yeah, right. Is it a yes or is it a no? Six yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. Is that like what you found? Good. I genuinely just wanted to Oh, my expiration <laughs> dates were like, yeah. I had expiration dates yeah, right, on, right. in my brain. Where I was like, uh. Oh. Are these like weeks, months, I don't think I'm going to marry you. Years. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Only but yeah. what I was going to say before yes. is, oh my God, your love and warmth just radiates out of you. It does. You know? Thank you. I'm literally sweating. Oh, yes. I'm so warm. I'm actually quite Are you actually way too Like, are you uncomfortable? Like, are you too hot? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm actually good. I'm going to take my boots. Off. Yeah, take okay, them. I'll see my socks. I would love to see yeah. them. Because are you up for a couple more <gasps> She's questions? Bed socks. <laughs> Why? Oh, Why the bed socks? No wonder you're so hot. Pink, spotty bed so- I was so- wearing them when I was doing my makeup, and then I was like. I'm not going to see them. I just need to paint the picture. <laughs> Grace, she's got literally high boots on, bed socks, fluffy jumper, I'll hair is down. So you guys can... This room has like no air circulating <laughs> at all. Crack a window like, oh my God. Oh my God. God. The way you just described it, it sounded us. like pajamas, but I just want to say that it's actually a very chic outfit. I the bed socks boots. are hidden. The bed socks are hidden when oh, I'm cross-legged. secret little bed yeah, socks. Yeah, they're, they're low-key like bed socks. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so... What I would be so interested to know, when you were younger, did you have any perspectives about relationships that you look back on and laugh or cringe and shake your head? Is there anything you'd tell your younger self, you know, expectations you had for relationships that just you've outgrown? Well, we sort of talked about the toxicity. We I feel did like that was a really good Yeah, that was more sad than funny. Um, well, they yeah. don't have to be funny. That wasn't like look back and laugh. That was like, no. <laughs> no. Look back and be like, <laughs> like oh, baby girl. girl. Yeah, baby, <laughs> baby girl. girl. Oh, Come here. Yeah. Come yeah. hug to mom. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it was just funny, like in school. Like 
I, th- I feel like I was a lot more myself in high school because I was just like a fucking goof. But like not in a cute kind of quirky way, like in okay. a like, <laughs> you have issues. Like you're very weird. Like you're weird. Yeah. Like you're weird. <laughs> like I didn't, I had like one best friend throughout high school. Yeah. I had like two best friends and then we would just, literally, I don't know why, we would sit in the middle of the quad, just mm. her and I. And then everyone would hang out in groups. And I was friends with everyone in school. I just didn't want to like sit with them. But I was so, obs- I just, was so lovesick in high school over like guys. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? So you'd be That's simping cute. over the boys. Yeah, I was and, a like, simp. Okay, yeah, okay. I didn't date yeah. anyone at my high school. I did after high school. Ended up dating someone that I went to high school with. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was just like, I, I, oh god, my first kiss was in the hallway of my high school, and it was planned on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> I think wow. it was my first kiss. I'm wow, quite certain wow, it was my first wow. kiss. But we planned it on Facebook, and then we met up in the hallway during lunchtime when the bell went. I and then we like kind of walked down the hallway and then we like did a little bit of a gross yeah. and then just walked away from each other. Didn't, just, didn't <laughs> just, just walked away from each other. That is and then, absolutely wow. iconic. But then after that, I was like, this is love. This is it. You love this me, is right? This is yeah. cool. Like we're in year seven. You love me. I think it was the year above, which uh-huh. was like he was the hot surfer guy. Yeah, like, he was right. the guy. I made him like a Valentine's Day card mm. with Aww. one of one of my friends, uh, yeah. like a full pop out one. Like I cut yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's really. Um, so this doesn't yeah. sound toxic at all. No. And then he. Um, <laughs> oh, like, just no. wait. He, he dated my sister and told me that he only kissed me to make my sister jealous. Okay. No. Yeah. No. friends after it's fine but that oh, was the start no. of my insecurities you were like <laughs> love is a fruit. you rip up the rip on time so i think i'm so worthless <laughs> oh my god oh my god you that's could so not like horrible. that is literally your it's life like is a movie, movie. that's i feel like a lot of my life is a movie it it's feels like very blues. blues yeah wow yeah that was gosh. way more intense than that. <laughs> yeah. That took a turn for the worse. I was <laughs> like, that's not toxic. And I was like, guys, wait. <laughs> it oh, is. Whoa, whoa. Oh, you God. haven't heard the like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, it's that funny. Is awesome. you know. It's funny, though. I, I love that story. I think it's so cute. And it like, is he, adorable. Yeah. And we were like in the same friend group later on. Like, we, we, I would still hang out and go surfing and stuff with mm-hmm. him and stuff. I couldn't surf, but like, I thought so I'd sit on the beach. No, no grudge. The cheeky world. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Fair enough. Go get my sister. You got a bit of like a puberty blues vibe going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to try to be in the surf group. Mm. I really, really tried, but I just didn't fit in properly. Mm. Could you yeah. surf? You were too weird. Um, I can, yeah, it was too weird. I can stand up on a mow, but I can't like properly surf. But I also standing I was, up on a mow is a hundred percent more than what I can do. <laughs> really? I like go in the water, dip under. But someone needs to push me. No, I'm not paddling. I'm like, if if, if cute guy's going to push me on the wave, then I'll yeah. Then well, I'll do obviously, that. yes. Uh, yeah. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. And besides yeah. that, no. Yeah. Oh, I have one last good question. Go ham. Oh. Go off, Lily. Actually, no. Send do you know it. what? It's not a question. It's yeah. a statement. Yes. Mm. It's the lyric. All the things I left behind with my selective mm. memory. Oh, that's my favourite mm. lyric. It's my favourite lyric. Yes. Oh, we listened we to that listened song to that. a bunch in the car and it totally oh jumped out at me. And I was like, that lyric, I was like, wow. Yeah, mm. that was Stella. an incredible session. Um, mm. I wrote was that, that a co-write? That was a co-write, yeah. yeah. Um, Greta Ray wrote a lot oh, of it, to be wow. honest. Oh, that's so lovely. She is the most articulate, eloquent human that I've ever met in my life. Mm. She is just the wow. most beautiful person. Shout out to Greta. Shout out to Greta. Yeah. Incredible. And another friend called Rosie. She's from LA. And then Xavier Dunn uh, produced it and wrote yeah. the guitar. But it was a funny session because I wrote that the day after Half Awake. So I was on my oh, friend's camp, right. Carla Weeby. And it was just a really nice group of people there, and we were just getting chucked into the room. We know Carla. We know yeah. Carla. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I was in the room with them, and um, 
I was in that headspace of half awake, but also in the headspace of being like, why did I like, I, I don't want to feel this way. I want to try to get rid of these things. And I was just saying, it's so funny. I feel like when you go through trauma and all that, you go into a mode of self-preservation in order to just like keep on getting by. It's like either I'm going to like kill myself, I'm going to, or I can't keep going. Like you kind of learned to, I guess, weave out a lot of bad things and fade that out in your memory and not just choose not to th- remember them in order to just get by. What was the what was the lyric in the exact lyric? I don't even know my. I wrote down. Okay, it was all the things I left behind with my selective memory. Okay. I can't. I don't know what the line before it is though. Is it? It's like going on vacation. Yeah, yeah. I think that comes after that. So like, yeah. chorus after that moment. Slipping outside my mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That. What's I love the, that the lyric after? It's like going on vacation. Guess I haven't found my place yet. Stepping outside my mind and yeah. into self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then that's the song that has the title. Yes, the EP title in the it. Title oh, it all comes yeah. together. Yeah, that's yeah, so funny that you picked a out great that lyric. line. The whole EP is it's a good one. Full of really nice, beautiful poetic lyrics. Actually, yeah, it yeah. feels yeah. nice awesome. to not be uh, like I'm going to write a pop song that's going to go on streaming. That's going to yes. stream okay and get me by for a little bit, but mm. actually sit down and sit with myself mm. it was really cool it yeah was really fun isn't that I mean not to be like music nerdy but isn't that the essence of an amazing song mm. though because it's like your production style that you've chosen for this EP like what you're saying I feel like there's the Phoebe moments mm-hmm. there's like the folklore moments yeah Phoebe yeah. Bridges yeah. all of these songs could easily be produced up into like glossy pop bangers yeah. because you have that mm. that voice that cuts through and like the songwriting and it, they're still like fully formed songs with like amazing choruses and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just wanted, I wanted to be so raw and I also went through a lot of change in the beginning of the year with changing management and changing all this stuff which is so cool to have starting writing the EP with a complete fresh start, completely mm. fresh people around me that were like, they know the me now who is me now. Like I am who I am. I'm not who I was three yeah. years ago. Yeah, And it's hard. I was, oh, there's another tangent. I don't know if you've ever been around people that I guess even that you grew up with in a childhood and as soon as you meet these people that you haven't seen in so long I feel like you go back into this state of being yes it's an actual thing and I was surrounded by the same people for so long that my body was like Grace you need to be the same as who they know and because it's uncomfortable to change it's uncomfortable to be like that's not who I am anymore but it's so worth it Oh my gosh! It's a it's like percent. a family dynamic. Like yeah. I went, we went home for this weekend, and I was saying to Lily, there were so many moments where I felt like I was just re regressing, regressing, regressing. back yes. into like yeah. the family, That's like the teen yeah. dynamic. That's fun, like yeah. Christmas time. Yes. fuck yeah, I'm gonna put my PJs on. Yeah, and have, yeah, like, yeah. A child. yeah, but it's different. In fr- yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But in friendships, in friendships, I mean, mm-hmm. letting go of friendships is a really great thing, especially when it's not a toxic. Mm. ending or anything like that just realizing that people like outgrow each other people change just that's cool like, who yeah. cares totally like yeah. everyone can just do their own thing yeah and we talk about that a lot about how all these different chapters like it doesn't have to be negative when they're yeah. over yeah. Exactly. yeah yeah i've only recently learned i think with changing management that the entry of a relationship is just as important as the exit Definitely. like you still totally. i didn't have that for a long time i'd be like see i'm gonna ghost you mm. yeah. i don't do that anymore yeah but, like yeah, i have no interest in being around you anymore so i'm just gonna cut the tie yeah i was very bridge. good at cutting ties which was yeah. not a fun trade yeah, because then end. you can you can, like, can honor the relationship. Yeah, that's fine. Relations. I'm like I'm just sure. just ghost them. I don't do that either. But <laughs> you don't I'm need to let close. them down gently. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just kind of all. But I think if you end the relationship yeah. well, it's like it gives you an opportunity to appreciate it and like mm. honor it and be like, you know what, you served a certain purpose in my life at a certain time. Yeah, yeah. Have a bit of closure and have just closure. Like, yeah. yeah, new phase. Oh, yeah. That's rad about the whole new team. That's really I'm so excited. Great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. I feel like. I'm surrounded by so many women at the moment and working mm-hmm. with so many Love women. Love that. 
it's so cool. I think I was so forced in the beginning. No, I don't want to yes. say forced because I was grateful for a lot of mm-hmm. incredible opportunities that I had, but yeah. I wasn't feeling myself. We've had enough of that now. Yeah. Please, I yeah. just, I literally am writing my honors thesis on this. Oh, I'm doing wow. honors yeah. and my thesis question is like young women's experiences mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. gender in the Australian music industry. Oh my God. And it's so true. Like, you don't even realise how important that representation mm-hmm. is or like who you're working with. Yeah. It makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. And even kind of not being told, but almost just kind of being slightly pushed into I was told that I was an attractive young girl. So mm-hmm. that's what I had to do. Yeah. And at the that point I forgot that they're putting yeah. you in. Yeah. So I forgot that like, hey, I can I can write music. Mm-hmm. I can be vulnerable. I can be a goof. I don't have to be presentable all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just so sick. Like and yeah. find ugh. Being around girls is the best. It's like not judgmental with your mm. white girls. And I think sometimes Grace, I forget Grace is in my little Gracie gra gra. I forget that like we have each other, yeah. and because yeah. we're not solo artists, like we're not in a guy, like we have guys in our band who are yeah, awesome. How is that but dynamic? like, oh, it's amazing. Like yeah. it's amazing. it re- like we get along really well, and working together is like a dream. And also, so they sick. are like the creme de la creme when it comes no, to men. Oh, Yo, the yeah. guys, the session oh, guys. I, I, have, session I know guys. so many incredible men that I work with that I still have touch with. Oh, that are without great. a yeah, doubt, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, but yeah. it's like we have each other and I just feel like to be an artist like you and you're in the pop world, you know, a woman out there on your own. I was alone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It would be so isolating. I was very isolated. I, mm. I got to the point where I'd come back home and isolate myself as well because I just spent so much time in hotel rooms by myself. Yeah, it's draining. It was draining and I... Now, like, I've, I'm so excited. I've just started, like, a girl band behind Grace. Mm-hmm. Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I'm going to debut next month. But it just feels so incredible to have a community. Because mm-hmm. I remember sitting down with, like, one of my best friends, Ruby Fields. And we, uh, like, hadn't talked for, like, a while just because she was touring. I was touring. We've, like, been friends since we were, like, 12. But yeah. I remember I was like, hey, what does, like, the project look like to you? And she's like, you're not happy. I was like, yeah. And she was like, what are you doing? Pretty mm-hmm. much. And, like, said to me, like, if I'm being completely honest, it looks really lonely. Mm. Oh, that's so awesome to have a connection Someone, like that. And it, who that can was say it to what you in clicked a way. in my mind. And it mm-hmm. was a few months later. I ended my management contract. I got a new manager. I completely, a lot of my team changed. And then I started a few months after that. Wrote like half a week and American Pie reruns and stuff. So it's <gasps> it was it's just a that, yeah. It felt like a rebirth. I felt like a little feeder. Totally. I was like, yes, let's go. I feel oh like happy God. again. Yeah, and not to be that's too amazing. Like, namaste or whatever. But go it's like full namaste. Music, Lil. like that's your life. Like yeah. life's too short to be like, oh, I'm working with people that I'm not no, that that's vibey right. I'm just, with, or I'm just or like, I'm releasing stuff that I'm not really proud of. Like now I'm like, yeah, I actually really. It's not that I don't care, but I don't care what people think of this EP because I'm actually just proud of it. I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but when you listen back to demos, they start making new meanings every single time that you keep listening to Definitely. them. And the longer it's been, you're like, wow, like, that's what I yeah. meant in that yes. moment that I wasn't able to say yes. to, like in a conversational way, but I was writing that through my music. It's so cool. Yeah. It's Spooky. really cool. It's and so sometimes weird. you don't even know what it, yeah, sometimes yes. you don't know what, what, what you're writing means. about. Yes. You're like, what is this? And then like two months later, you listen to it and it's like this, such a stark, clear story about something you've processed and you're like, oh. That happened with my last single. I wrote mm. that on a Zoom session and I'm not going to lie. I had no clue what I was writing it about. I was just on a Zoom really? session with a mate and he what was in New Zealand. Sentimental. Oh, the sentimental. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what I was writing it about. Right. But then now I have this massive story about it because I had this moment where I was going to the next day make my choice about what management I, was, management I was going with, which was a big thing for me because I got thrown in when I was like 19 and just very mm-hmm. busy, busy, busy and didn't know 
what I wanted or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. But I remember just being like, oh my God, this is like a letter to myself. Like just oh, being like, wow. yeah, I felt like it was a letter kind of closing the chapter of my past self. And I just bawled my eyes out in that mm-hmm. car ride. I was like, no. Oh, that's so beautiful. But I was like, but I love it and I want it to be the single. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think if COVID didn't happen, I would still just be doing shitty pop singles that I yeah, thought was right. easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wouldn't have like injured trying to change and trying to go through like self-improvement wow. right even beyond the music as in terms no, of like it, your internal in, world internal and, i feel yeah. like i wouldn't have realized a lot of things about myself and i wouldn't have been able to just like come back to myself like i feel like i i am who i am when i was like 17 now which feels great that's crazy because i mean in the scheme of your whole life like that's pretty recent that's a pretty yeah, recent journey like really that's recent. what the last year and a half or something yeah so i'm glad you that know? i didn't realize when i was like 60 like you just said it's interesting now that we have all the like vocabulary mm-hmm. and you just know the lexicon around mm-hmm. of like how your how people's brains work yeah you know and why we do the things that we do yeah everybody go to therapy okay everyone go to therapy please go to therapy. Mm. <gasps> do it. i'm so like, happy if you're for a guy, you grace go to therapy it's okay yeah just <laughs> yeah. it's man. okay it's yeah. so cool yeah. it's yeah. hot it is hot it's hot yeah no, seriously it's, it's yeah. fucking go, hot knowing guys that go to therapy I'm like oh yeah, yeah. 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 that's Literally. cool I like that that's why we it's hot when a girl goes to therapy smoking well. hot yeah. pieces of ass I know yes it's because I actually oh, think that's why we're glowing yeah. it because we're just like yeah. oh it's so good because then you come out of therapy you feel so like I don't know you just reborn. feel exci- reborn you yeah. feel excited to like make new connections and yeah. feel you feel lighter yeah. you feel lighter you do yeah, yeah. It's like a little bit you know and yeah. I feel like we're also now living in a time where it's like socially acceptable mm. but it's literally like accessible like I just literally go yeah, to yeah. therapy from like a Medicare thing where you get like yeah. whatever it is 20 like a year 20 subsidized sessions a year like it's not even like this elitist thing anymore well, you have to thank be god it. it's yeah. like this yeah it's like has this social value where it's like subsidized and accessible mm-hmm. or whatever and it's like go you know just there's so literally like no reason why not no there's literally not one bad thing can happen from therapy besides maybe you are uncomfortable with change i'm so happy for you that you have this beautiful network now i know and feels... you're on this whole journey of just being such a badass yeah it's like, great i, I feel, feel like i'm proud like this you. is fun yeah for so long i was yeah. like i don't have friends <laughs> but that's fine oh my god but that, that's another no, therapy serious. thing. It's like you get used, like we were saying this at the start, you get used to the way your brain is and yeah, it's like yeah. life can be so fucking awesome. It can, yeah. It can. Obviously fucked up things happen mm-hmm. and it's like. But that's not you. They, and it's not you. No, no. And it's like yeah. fucked up things will and have happened to everybody. Mm-hmm. Not that that takes away from your experience of it, but it's like. Uh, yeah, no, but it's, got, you got to therapize your way through it and just feel like you your do. brain. Everyone can, goes through everything, and whatever yeah. it is that they go through, the worst thing that they've been through may not be to you the worst thing that like that you've been through. But it doesn't make it any less. No, exactly. It's, oh, it's relative. It's relative. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think it's really beautiful. Everyone, is, everyone's pain is relative, and I think just treating everyone like an equal is like the best thing now. Mm. Yeah, that's a beautiful point to end on. Grace, that oh, was so beautiful. Was lovely. I feel very warm right now. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Wow. Is, oh, I ended that well. You actually Guys, did. let's just take a moment and just appreciate you so much for yeah. being so Thanks open. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, that no, was I, I was nervous because it was, yeah, it was a lot. It was oh a my lot. Gosh, it was I feel a like lot. I just sat in a really great therapy session. <laughs> I hope so. That's like, so I was great. Yeah, I always feel like that as well. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. Feel light. I feel light. I, I feel, feel light too. That was great. I feel fabulous. This is great. This is a good hump day. I feel so good. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much for having me. 
Oh my god, that's it for the first season of Love Clues. I just want to say that I've just loved making this podcast and you're all completely beautiful and all the interaction that we get to have with you through this and all the conversations that it sparked have been so amazing and Lily and I are really so grateful. But we'll be back next year to continue our quest for pearls of wisdom on relationships of all kinds that we can take into our own lives. We really hope you all get some downtime to recharge after the crazy couple of years we've had. You all deserve it, no exceptions. Just know that we really love you and appreciate you a lot. So we'll see you in 2022. Love, Clues.